Hello, black child. It's so good to know you're here. Do you know how much you mean to us? You are our everything. You are the best parts of us. You are absolute joy. You are absolute love. You are safe. You mean so much to the world. As we honor you, our future, we celebrate those who came before us and promise to continue honoring them and loving each other. Most importantly, loving you, Black child. In our final episode of this season, we have the joy of starting Black History Month with proverbs and stories that remind us of those who came before us. We are able to celebrate those who have blazed a path for us and those who continue to do it now. Black History Month was founded by historian Carter G. Woodson as a way to celebrate all of the things that Black people have done for and in this country. But make no mistake, we celebrate Black history 365 days of the year and 366 on a leap year. We are important every day, and our history spans continents and time. Our proverb this week is from the Tswana people of Southern Africa. It says, The young bird does not crow until it hears the old ones. What does this mean? It means we should always listen and learn from our elders. Our elders have had more time to live in our world. And even though grown-ups are not always right, they can still teach you about what they've learned from their own mistakes. Repeat after me. I am loved. I am cherished. I am listening and learning. Nice work. Now, lie down in bed and close your eyes. Good job. Take in a deep breath. Filling your belly with as much air as possible. Now slowly breathe out. Try it again. In. Filling your tummy up like a giant balloon. And slowly exhale out. Well done. Do this one more time. Breathe in. Hold it. And out. Wow. Wiggle your toes. Wiggle. 
keep wiggling. Wiggle. Good. Stop. This time, when you wiggle your toes, wiggle your feet too. Go. Wiggle. 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 And stop. Now, can you move your legs around? I know that feels funny, but you can do it. You can shimmy your legs, wiggle your legs, or squeeze your legs, anything you want. Go. One, two, three, four. Stop. You are so good at this. Okay. Wiggle your fingers. Nice. Wiggle. <laughs> Wiggle. Wiggle. And stop. Can you make a fist with your hands? Nice work. Let go. Can you make your arms move like tentacles on a jellyfish? That's right. Ooh, move them around for one, two, three, four. Stop. Nice. Can you turn your head to the left? Good work. Can you turn your head to the right? You got it. On three, I want you to squeeze every part of your body. Make a fist, scrunch up your toes, hold your jaw tight, everything that you can hold together. Got it? One, two, three, go. Let go. Well done. Go ahead and make a silly face. <laughs> you are so funny. Let it go. Smile really, really wide now. Keep smiling. Let it go. Make an angry face. <laughs> Let it go. Breathe in. And breathe out. Let your head sink into your pillow. Let your head rest completely. Breathe in. And out. You remember that your body is a group of different parts connected together. Breathe in. Breathe out. There is life flowing back and forth inside of you, like a great river. You even see a river. You look around and see that you are floating on a raft. This is an easy river. You see gray rocks. They line 
the sides of the river. The sound of water calms you. And you remember to keep breathing in and out. This water is crystal clear. You can see the pebbles and the rocks underneath you. Two orange and white koi fish swim next to you. They scurry ahead, taking turns leading one another. And you laugh watching their race. A breeze pushes you forward and you feel a mist on your face. Teeny tiny drops of water all around you. Your raft begins to turn a corner and you hear the sleepy bellow of a waterfall. And then you see it. Your raft stops. You are far enough to stay safe, but close enough to see, feel, and hear this waterfall. The water seems to pour in from the sky as if it were storming, but as you look up, you only see sunlight. The water is an icy blue, and when it gets to the river, it joins in with the clear water streaming over pebbles and reflecting the light of the sun. You look over your raft into the water and it is reflecting your face just like a mirror. You stare back at the fall and feel the water all around you misting in the air. You decide to rest here a while. Don't worry, you are safe. That's it. Rest. Oh, this is beautiful. You feel your raft beginning to float away from the waterfall. As you take one more look, you remember how it flows from a great source of power just like you. You remember it is made up of streams of moving energy, just like you. How water is one of the world's most precious creations, just like you. You remember that you are all things that are good and Relax. We have two stories for you tonight. Both are about how we can learn from our elders. The first is about a young girl who learns that she has something in common 
with a person she loves very much. So, if you're ready, let's begin. Lights out. It was two minutes past eight and two minutes past Lily's bedtime. Her grandpa came in and said, it's time for bed. So Lily turned her flashlight on, preparing for what would come next. Her moms would call from work to wish her good night. Then grandpa would come in and turn out the room lights. Lily would then open up her comics and stay up until her eyes closed shut. It was the perfect plan, except tomorrow was the first day of the school year. All summer, she would do her favorite things, roller skate, swim, and read comics. She even had her favorite braids in, all the way down her back with purple ends, just like Princess Galactastar. Grandpa walked in with the phone. Her parents were there on the other end, saying, Good night, Lily. We love you. Then, Grandpa came and gave her a kiss and shut off the light. Lily pulled her flashlight out and, just like she'd planned, started following Galactostar's adventure. Until she heard a knock. Lily, I said turn the lights out. That includes flashlights, too. Yes, Grandpa, she said. But what she did was another story. This time, she turned on her star shooter lamp. It made pretty stars all over the room. Blue, yellow, and pink ones everywhere. It was dim, but just enough light to get the job done. Grandpa knocked and said, Sicily, get to bed. It's midnight. But I said what I said. Grandpa replied, Sweet as usual, but short. This time he meant business. So Lily turned out the lights and fell asleep. The alarm buzzed as Lily rubbed her eyes. She slumped over and big red numbers on her clock showed six 30 a.m. She could smell her favorite breakfast cooking, silver dollar pancakes and hash browns with sausage. But even the most delicious breakfast in the world couldn't force her out of bed today. She hadn't been up this early since school closed. Mommy came in the room and sat on the bed. I heard somebody was up until midnight is that you, Cinderella? Lily sighed. <sighs> yep, but Mom, Galactica's just about to face off with Wingmit. And you are about to face off with fourth grade. So get up and get yourself in the shower. Grandpa's making your favorite. When she was done, Lily walked down to the table. She sat across from Grandpa, and he left for about a minute straight. You know, you're just like me, Lily. My daddy had to pry me away from my adventure books just to go to sleep. What? 
Lily said. So why didn't you want me to stay up? Because I learned the hard way that no sleep means no fun. I want you to have energy, so next time, remember what I said, okay? And she did. That night, Grandpa didn't have to give any reminders. Cicely was in bed getting the rest she needed. And the lights were out. Wow, I really loved that story. I loved it because a lot of the time we forget that our elders were young too. They have interests and they have dreams and goals. If you have an elder around you or that you can call, maybe take some time out and find out what their dreams were and are. Cicely found out that her grandpa is just like her. Or maybe she's just like him. They both loved to read and they loved adventures. And that helped her understand that her grandpa wasn't trying to stop her from having fun. But instead, trying to make sure she got rest so she could get up and have more fun the next day. Our next story is about a family a bird, and what happens when you don't take good advice. The Bird That Made Milk Once there was a town, and in this town there was a terrible famine. Families were hungry and there was not much to harvest. In this town, a poor man named Masilo and his wife tried to plant food in their garden. They would go outside and pray for a good harvest in time. That night, a bird came and perched itself on a tree. It whistled and said, Masilo's soil flatten and dry now. And with its words, all of the soil flattened, hard and barren, and their freshly planted seeds were pushed out of the ground. When Masilo and his wife returned to their garden in the morning, they realized that their soil was flat and dry. How could this happen? said Masilo. I cannot believe this. We just tilled our soil. Though he and his wife were both confused, they began again. They prepared the soil and planted seeds and left for the night again, praying for a good harvest. The bird came again and said, Masilo's soil flatten and dry now. And so, the soil was once again hard and unable to nourish. Masilo returned the next morning with his wife. They stared in disbelief. Just then, he developed a plan. He would rest himself near their tree and wait to see who was undoing their hard work. As soon as he laid at the tree's foot, the bird returned. It was a beautiful bird, with brown feathers that turned red at its neck, a blue patch of feathers over its head, and lilac spots near its eyes. A sunbird. 
The bird perched on the same branch it always did, whistled and said, Masilo's soil flatten and dry now. And so the soil was once again hard and unable to nourish. Gotcha, Masilo exclaimed. He grabbed the bird, but before he could hurt it, the bird exclaimed, If you spare me, I will make you milk, more milk than you will ever need. Masilo wondered how, but then again, how had the bird ruined his soil? The bird must have magic. That's it. Masilo agreed and said, You must repay us with your milk. But first, till my soil once again. The bird did as commanded. It whistled and said, Masilo's soil, till so you may nourish seeds once more. Masilo could not believe his eyes. The soil was refreshed. Their hard work returned. And so he pulled the bird from the branch, taking him into the house. In the house, Masilo called for his wife and kids. Prepare our largest pots. We will have milk forever and a day. As he entered, they stared at him crazily. Baba, we have no food, they said. Listen to me and you will see, he replied. When the family returned with every pot in the house, he showed them the bird. This is the bird who has been ruining our soil with a simple whistle command. It has agreed to repay us with its mighty words and make milk. Now, sunbird, make milk. At once, every pot they brought into the kitchen was filled with milk. They scooped the milk into cups and drank it without a care. As they drank, Masilo warned them, You must tell no one of this bird, not even your closest friends. Yes, Baba, they let out while slurping the last of the milk in their cups. As time went on, though, people began to chat. Masilo's family became quiet. They all looked well-fed and nourished. What could it be? The people of the town wondered how they could be so comfortable during a time of famine. Friends would go and come to the house and talk of no cows or goats to make milk. Children would go home to their parents and share that there was nothing out of the ordinary. The house was just like their own. Plenty of dishes, but not much food. One day, the town was fed up, and the town's children agreed they would ask Masilo's children one more time, and they wouldn't stop asking until they got an answer. They all showed up at the house and asked to play in the garden. While playing, one child asked, We know you are not telling us the truth. How are you so well fed? Masilo's children did not answer. But instead of backing down, Another child asked, What are you eating? Masilo's children still did not answer. Now all of the children asked together, and when it became clear, they had to answer. 
Masilo's children looked at one another. They decided they could not listen to their father and finally said, Our father has a bird that makes milk. We can have it whenever we want. The children stared at Masilo's kids in disbelief. No, really, how? One child said. Masilo's children, afraid to be called liars, went and brought the bird. They ordered it to make milk, and all of the children believed them. They each drank their fill and all were happy. Soon after, they requested that the bird would dance. Knowing they should put the bird back, Masilo's children said no at first. After their friends continued to ask, they finally decided to let the bird dance. All of the children clapped a beat for the bird. They jumped up and down, smiling at the bird's wobbly dance. The bird stared at them, commanding their attention, and it began to jump too. Giggling, Masilo's children joined in with their friends, jumping and clapping. The whole group smiled, stomped, jumped along with the sunbird. They jumped so high they felt like they were birds taking off until the sunbird showed them who could truly fly. The bird had jumped up, up, and away. Gone. No more dancing, no more jumping, and no more milk. No one was smiling, and as they stared at the bird going towards sunset, Masilo's children realized their father was right. Well, well, well. What a story. So many things happened. What stands out is that Masilo's children didn't listen to their father's advice. He warned them not to tell their friends. They had great intentions for them to share. Masilo might even have learned how to share with his community from them. But when they started to get too comfortable with the bird being out and impressing their friends, they ended up losing the bird and losing their source of food. On the other hand, the bird learned a valuable lesson as well, not to go into people's houses and mess with their soil. As you move forward, remember, our elders have left important lessons for us to learn. If we take them, learn from them, and then create our own paths, we will have the best of two worlds. This Black History Month and every day beyond it, remember that you come from intelligent, creative, and resourceful people who are always supporting you and want you to win. You are Black history in the making, and we honor you. As we end our time together, don't worry, we'll be back to help you rest. As always, it was so much fun spending time with you. Whatever you do, don't forget. We love you. Good night, Black child.